hello, hello, and welcome back to another incredible, because that's exactly what this is. This is incredible. Uh, another incredible episode of The Matt Nix Show. I am your host, Marvelous Matt Nix, professional wrestler, Chicago's favorite son. Uh, maybe not favorite son. Chicago's son that, you know, that, that Chicago slightly tolerates and allows to, you know, be a part of some cool stuff. And speaking of cool stuff, that's kind of what I want to talk about on this episode. You know, I haven't really posted a lot of episodes this year. It's been a lot of fun for what I did post, but, you know, I've, I've been super busy and lazy, I guess, with, with keeping up with this. But, you know, that's all going to change soon. Uh, I'm going to definitely be posting more episodes quite frequently, but, you know, the last episode that I posted up uh, was an interview, an old archive interview I did with Alex Sane, a good friend of mine. Uh, so I would definitely go check that out if you want, and go check out all the other episodes because they're pretty interesting. I'd say I interviewed a couple interesting folks in my life, people that, I, that I'm close to, and, uh, you know, listen to their stories, listen to them, you know, in all their respective fields, talk about, you know, what they're passionate about. And, you know, a lot of it is connected through wrestling. So, but on this specific episode, I, I was inspired by, uh, my good friends, Ian, Ian Shear and, uh, Mike, the artist, the artist formerly known as Mike Charles, um, <clears throat> on the 616 Entertainment Podcast, they did a year-end review of this past year, uh, and it got me thinking, you know, I did a lot of cool stuff this year, and I had a, I had some free time today, so I figured, why not talk about it, you know, put it out there for, for you guys to listen to, you know, I would love to hear what, you know, some of the things that you did this year, tell me, tell me about some of the cool stuff that you did, not even just cool stuff, but just mon- monumental, you know, moments in the year that that uh, that meant to you, so, um, and you know what, <laughs> this is the first time uh, in any episode that I've ever done, uh, I actually wrote some notes down, so I'm not completely lost on this, because let's face it, I don't really have the best memory, and trying to remember everything that I did this year was just, just too much to handle, and so I wrote. I just basically wrote down some some bullet points, and hopefully uh, I'll be able to elaborate on some of them, <laughs> at least enough to make it somewhat interesting. Um, you know, the most most the majority of this uh, stuff, I guess, is is involved in wrestling, which you know, obviously that's a huge part of my life, and you know, I wanted to talk about some of it. So, um, and I guess my research for this. My research into my year was literally just scrolling back into my social media and just kind of uh, seeing what popped up, some bullet points, if you would. Uh, so I guess the first thing I would, I would love to talk about is debuting for Super Kicked Wrestling in Toronto, Canada. Now, this is a place that I had been wanting to go for quite some time now. And I just, just, you know, just seeing the videos online 
and you know the pictures and everything and the just the environment of it all looked very very similar to you know what freelance wrestling was and it just you know taking some finagling I guess is trying to figure out how you know talking to the promoter there and trying to to work out a deal with the you know Carlo to go up there and then you know bringing some of their guys down with us um but you know January of 2018 was the first time that I went up there with uh, Stevie Fierce and just immediately falling in love with it because you know like I said the atmosphere was very similar to freelance um just a you know a late night show in this like dark venue with like a sweet balcony and everybody's there drinking and there's they just there's like rap music playing over you know over the sh- the whole show like in the background I guess during matches um everyone there you know whether or not they're they're wrestling fans or not but they're fans of super kicked and they come out and they are super rowdy and just like really into everything that's going on they're like they just they don't really care about like good wrestling per se but they just want to be entertained and that's 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 more of the crowd that I like to perform in front of because they're not super critical on like you know if you had a five star match or not it's you know it's more about that just them ha- going out and having a good time and they appreciate what you're doing out in the ring so you know I appreciate we appreciate that too and you know we had so much fun you know our first time out there in the in the locker room everybody there is super nice and you know of course they're Canadians so <laughs> Most of them. There's a, there's, a, there's a decent amount of Americans there, too. But everybody was super nice and welcoming. And, uh, you know, we got really close with a lot of those guys. And, you know, we were up there, uh, you know, a bunch of times. We were there, almost there every month for, for the better part of the year. And, um, you know, some scheduling, scheduling issues uh, towards the end of this year uh, prevented us from, from going back. But uh, I've worked, we worked out some, some deals and, you know, we'll be back there again in 2019 and hopefully, you know, f- you know, beyond that too. It's, it's such a great place. Uh, I highly suggest checking it out. Super kicked wrestling is, is the name and it's, it's, you know, super kick and then just a D at the end. Um, very interesting place. Uh, they had, uh, we wrestled there on, on 420, uh, in, in, in super kicked and you know just exactly what you would think it would be in in a country where uh marijuana is now legal so uh that was a very very interesting show uh and next year i don't know if they're doing one on 420 or not but uh anytime around that time or any show around that time will be uh pretty crazy i'm sure um Oh, obviously, this is this should have been my first one. I should have talked about um, twenty nineteen. I started this podcast um, beginning of last year. You know, I, I kind of said I said I was going to do it weekly, and what a friggin' ambitious uh, you know thought that was. Uh, I did get did a couple weeks in a row. I think the first couple episodes, I was I was pretty good about it. You know, getting people locked in and recording and editing it and posting it in time but you know real life is you know difficult (laughs) as many people probably know um and it was very hard to try to lock people down especially different people uh and I didn't just want to have like 
random folks on, on the show, uh, I definitely wanted to incorporate more people in my life that I think are interesting and have interesting stories. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was difficult to try to, to, to line that up every week. So, uh, I, I was, ended up just starting to do it as much as I could whenever I could. And, um, you know, I didn't want to have just, just wrestling people on too, because, you know, how many wrestling podcasts are there out there? You know, this, I mean, I'm sure there's like five people that listen to this, if any, um, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not doing this specifically because I, I think, oh, people need to hear what I have to say because, you know, who the hell am I? Uh, I just think it's, it's an interesting creative outlet, you know, to, to kind of just talk. Um, I'm currently just laying on my bed talking to my phone, you know, uh, by myself. Uh, it's kind of, in a way, um, relaxing and therapeutic. And I think... Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's 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 important. I think for you to to kind of just like vocalize some of your thoughts sometimes, and whether or not you you know you post them or share them with you know with the world or you know just record them or you know sometimes it's good to just to just get it out there. And not that this is what this is, but I don't know. Doing this podcast is, has been has been fun for me, and you know I hope to continue doing it in the future and. Uh, you know, I have some, put out some interesting content, I guess, for the future. And uh, hopefully you guys are sticking around to listen. So, uh, oh man, another big thing that happened for me this year um, was I cut my hair. Uh, you know, for those of you that know me, um, I had long hair for, for a while uh, and I cut it in 2014, I believe. Um, and then shortly after that, I just grew it back out again. And I had, I had long hair for, for quite a while. And, uh, it was actually on a trip back home from, from Georgia. It was myself, Stevie Fierce and I Candy Elliot, uh, in the car. And we're just, you know, long trips. You just talk about whatever. And at some point we were just talking about, you know, I think I don't, we just started talking about my hair for some reason, and both of them were like, "Man, you you just you look better with it short. You you just look better with it short." And I was just like, "I don't know. I'm not. I'm sure if I'm ready to cut it or not." And and uh, at that time, we I dropped them off in the morning. Uh, it was it was early, probably about eight o'clock ish. And it, as soon as I dropped them off, I was like, "I'm gonna go get my hair cut," and I and I went straight to the to the hair. Uh, hair cuttery and uh and had them cut my hair and cut it short and it looked and looks it looked really good I was happy with it and a lot of people were shocked you know it was kind of just out of nowhere a lot of people were mad <laughs> uh wrestling people you know how people are uh they were just like yeah, you cut your hair you could have just you could have done it in a match and I was like ah not everything has to be wrestling you know and nothing it doesn't always have to be involved with wrestling and stuff and it was just something I wanted to do and I've enjoyed having it short for, for the most part. Um, it's very much easier to maintain. Uh, one of the big reasons why I wanted to cut it was like when I would wrestle with it down, you know, sometimes I would take a deep breath and I would inhale hair. So uh, not having that happen is also very great. Um, you know, it just, it just looks better. It looks cleaner. I look more like an adult, I guess, uh, instead of having the bun. Um, but you know, 
having I've had it short for for about a year now, and part of me wants to grow it back out again. So we'll see. Maybe I'll do something different with it this time. Um, I don't know what else I can do with it. I tried to I tried to dye my hair. Um, I wanted to dye my hair silver, and the guy at the hair salon was like, "No, <laughs> he didn't want to do it." Um, Basically, because my hair is so dark, it's like it's it's not black, but it's very very dark brown. Uh, it looks almost black, and he said it would take so long for it to to, to be able to dye it because I'd have to bleach it a couple times. He's like, you need to have orange hair for a while, and and then even even then, if like when I get it to the the shade to dye it, and I dye it silver, like by that point, like because my hair grows so fast, the roots are already gonna be showing, and. I'll be dyeing my hair like every two weeks and then my hair is going to fall out. <laughs> so it kind of talked me out of it. But, uh, but yeah, no silver hair for me. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some purple, maybe some purple streaks. I don't know. I don't know if that'll even look good. Probably not. Um, oh man, another big part of my year, uh, was heading down to, um, New Orleans during WrestleMania weekend, uh, being part of WrestleCon. That was, that's always exciting. Uh, I've been a part of WrestleCon for a couple of years now. Uh, I did it in Dallas. Um, we did it in Orlando and, uh, and now this year in, in New Orleans and it's so much fun. It's, 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 it's a great environment to be around, especially if you're a wrestling fan, uh, and myself, you know, being a wrestler, I'm still, I'm still a fan at heart, you know, so it was really cool to just like be in, in, in the middle of all that and seeing all the legends walking around and talking to those people and, you know, all the fans from around the world, you know, it's, it's, it's such a cool thing to see. And, uh, so we were there, I had a table for uh, freelance wrestling, selling our, our shirts and DVDs and, and whatnot. And, but also there as an employee of pro wrestling tees, uh, selling our exclusive Bullet Club Chicago shirts um, that are usually only available at the store, our retail store in Chicago. Uh, but we brought a bunch of them down to uh, New Orleans to sell at WrestleCon, and we sold a decent amount. And, um, you know, we uh, our boss gave, uh, set up a deal with us where, we, you know, we got to keep you know, a portion of the money that we that we made down there. So that was really, really cool. And... Um, yeah, then, and, and then getting to wrestle on a couple shows down there as well. So that was really cool to, to, um, to debut, I guess, oh, well, not only in, in New Orleans, but, uh, you know, at WrestleMania weekend and, uh, I got to wrestle on the CZW show, uh, in a uh, ridiculous eight man tag. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and then tagging with Stevie Fierce on the style battle show in a match that, uh, nobody should ever watch. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, it was cool to be down there and just seeing all my friends and, you know, partying on, uh, on Bourbon Street every day and, you know, being out till four or five o'clock in the morning and then having to be up at seven to, to go to the convention. So, uh, it was a wild couple of days. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm going this year. I don't really want to, uh, but who knows? Sometimes shit just happens. Uh, and speaking of WrestleMania weekend, 
or WrestleMania in general, I should say. Uh, cool part of that was seeing all the freelance shirts just popping up everywhere, and and not even just not even people that I knew. Um, one that that a lot of people shared with me, you know, on on social media was during the WrestleMania pre-show. Uh, there was a dude uh, in the background wearing a freelance shirt right on camera, so. I kept getting screenshots and, and, you know, people posting and tagging me. And, uh, and that was really cool and, and, and just surreal, I guess, uh, for my own company to, to be, you know, shown on, on WWE te- television. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, and it was cool to, to see my boy uh, Ali wrestle at, um, at WrestleMania. You know, it was a huge, huge moment uh, uh, for him, you know. Unfortunately, not victorious, but still, you know, just to be be able to be there and say that that I I was there, you know, was was really cool. Um, moving on. <laughs> well, actually, no, yeah, moving on. We'll talk about Ali a little bit more. You know, let's talk about the year that that guy's had. Just you know, go like you know, and I'm sure if you've been watching the product in in the last couple of weeks, you've seen him uh, debut on SmackDown, and he's now a full-fledged member of the WWE SmackDown roster, which is really cool. Uh, you know, he started on uh, 205 Live, you know, a program that's only seen on the WWE Network, and just having some of the, the best matches there. Like, they, I think they released a list of the top 10 matches of, uh, of the year with 205 Live, and... Or the first, it was like the first hundred ma- uh, hundred shows or something, and of those first hundred shows of the top ten matches, I think half of them, half at least half of them, Ali was involved in, and of those half, I think the top three, like, he was like uh, the main person, and so like that was awesome to see, just like just them recognizing how great he is, and then. You know, seeing where he's at now, you know, you know, I, I mentioned he wrestled, you know, for the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania, and then he wrestled on Survivor Series, and then, you know, being on SmackDown and, and challenging Daniel Bryan and, and, you know, putting a hell of a fight up with him, and then this past week he, uh, at the time of this, I'm recording this, you know, the past week he, he tagged with AJ Styles against Daniel Bryan and Cian Almas, and he actually pinned the WWE champion. So God knows where, where they're going to go with him, but it just seems like WWE is finally recognizing the fact, a fact that everybody in Chicago, especially somebody who's followed freelance, already knows, and that's Mustafa Ali is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I hope that, uh, I hope that he has continued success, and 2019, man, is going to be his year. I, I can just feel it right now. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, speaking of monumentous things, I guess, uh, 2018 was the year of the Purple Jacket. And a lot of people are probably wondering, what do you mean, Purple Jacket? Well, if you know who I am and you know what I am all about, you know that I have this ridiculous jacket that I started uh, started coming out to the ring with. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people were wondering where it came from or what, you know, what's the deal with the jacket. And, you know, honestly, I, I 
found it at a thrift store like a couple of years ago. And I saw it and I was just like, I, I don't know what I'm going to need this for, but I'm going to need it one day. So I bought it and I had it in my closet. And then eventually just like I was joking around and I, and I was like, I'm going to wear this out to the ring. And I've just been doing it ever since uh, this year. And, you know, it's it's definitely helped helped me so much, I think. Um, it's helped me find, like, a level of comfort, comfortability. Comfort, comfortable, I can't even talk. Comfortability um, in the ring. And just kind of finding my own um, persona, I should say. Uh, it's been great. You know, it's helped me, you know, figure out ways to be entertaining and do stuff in matches without having to do like a crazy spot or something. Um, which I think is very important as, as far as longevity in this business is, it's just, you got to find something, uh, to, to help find your, you know, to find your thing. And I'm hoping that this jacket is going to help me, you know, in, in the future. So far it has, you know, and I love it. And, I'm hoping to do more stuff with it next year. <laughs> it uh, sometimes it gives me superpowers. Sometimes it just sits on the apron, but uh, but it's great. Uh, another first this year uh, was being a part of the first ever Warrior Wrestling show. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar, Warrior Wrestling is a is a new company that started up uh, this year. Um, by it's it's uh it's it's at Marion Catholic High School, it's a local high school here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, the principal Steve, he started this company. He's a huge wrestling fan, uh, and just wanted to do something to give back to the community, give something back to the school. Uh, so these shows, uh, super shows, I would even say, you know, they're 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 jam packed with some of the biggest and best talent wrestling's ever had, and. You know it's really cool to uh, to see that, and, and these are these shows are fundraisers for the school. You know they're raising money for for you know scholarships and and everything else in between. And you know like the 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 first show was 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 huge, and and for him to ask you know some of the freelance guys to be a part of it was was just awesome. And uh, he's such a great dude, and uh, even this last show that they did, they did it during. Uh, all in weekend and you know they had Rey Mysterio on the show which was 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 pretty awesome for me I'm a huge fan of Rey Mysterio and to be able to share the locker room with him uh before he went back to WWE was was pretty surreal and you know he's a really nice guy um also David Arquette was there (laughs) another really nice guy trained by my good friend Peter Avalon uh David this year like wow like he went from being a jo- the butt of the joke, I guess people talking about oh the worst WCW World Champion of all time, David Arquette, the actor, uh, just out of the blue was like, yo, I I want to wrestle again. <laughs> so he, uh, you know, he started training with with Peter Avalon out in out in California at the United Wrestling uh, Academy, and he, uh, you know, a lot of people were skeptical, and I, I would say a lot of people still are skeptical. You know, it, it takes a lot to kind of change people's opinions about something once they they have it beaten into their head but he uh you know he's he's gone out there and and 
you know, for a guy that's in his in his forties, like he's in excellent shape. He's in better shape than I am. Um, you know, and he goes out there and he works hard. You know, I seen that guy go up top of a huge crossbody to the outside. Like he's he he genuinely loves his business, and I think it's it's awesome that he's he's doing it again. You know, like. He's wrestling all over the place, uh, and you know, hopefully, maybe we'll see him in freelance sometime this year. Um, who's to say? But that was really cool to be a part of that first show, and and been I've been a part of every show that they've done so far, and and like I mentioned, they did a show during All In Weekend, and wow, what you know, that was that was something All In. Uh, huge, huge show. It was incredible. You know, we at Pro Wrestling Tees, um, we had such a busy weekend there, and we had we hosted a autograph signing with CM Punk on that Friday. Uh, that Saturday, we you know we you know working the store, just having people coming in and and buying shirts, buying all the All In shirts, all the Bullet Club shirts, um, and then that Sunday hosting an autograph signing with uh, Kazuchika Okada from New Japan as well. Um, just the atmosphere in, in the city and, 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 like, at the store and everything was, was awesome. You know, just seeing all these wrestling fans from all over the world, you know, converging out of one place, um, and just the excitement that there was uh, about it all was really cool. And, and, my, and our boss, uh, you know... Because pro wrestling teams was such a huge part of All In, uh, you know we were we were allotted uh, some first, second, and third row tickets, you know, to the show on the floor. So uh, that was really cool to to kind of be in the middle of all that. Um, unfortunately, not in the show, but you know, maybe maybe some other time, <laughs> maybe next year. Um, but yeah, like especially like, and I I hate you know it's so it's such a cliche thing to say and. But it, you know, I was very soured on wrestling during this year, and to the point where I was like, I think I'm gonna be done. I think I'm gonna be done wrestling at the end of this year. Um, and not not bitter about it. Not, you know, just just thinking like, you know, I think I think I'm I think it's time to call it quits. Like I don't think I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I was kind of okay with that but um and and I was saying it's it's cliche to say this but like it's true that being at that show and just being around all those people so excited about just wrestling and you know seeing that this show like you know is is a very obtainable goal I think you know and you know, it made me. It made me think. It made me second second guess my thoughts and and say well, maybe maybe wrestling isn't that bad. Maybe it's not all pure shit, as as Stevie Fierce would say. Um, so I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll maybe I will stick around for a little bit longer. Not that you know, I'm not. I don't want to make it seem like I, I'm such a big deal or anything because I'm very very much not. But. I love wrestling and I don't I don't ever want to not be doing this. And you know, I was kind of disappointed in myself for for letting myself think that, you know, that it was time to to quit, you know, because if I'm not doing that, what what am I doing? 
this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me talk about, you know, whatever else I, I have going on in my life. Talk about Dragon Ball Z for an hour. That actually sounds pretty cool. Maybe I will do that. Um, <laughs> another cool thing that I did this year um, was uh, I was a guest on this show called Windy City Live. It's a local television program uh, on WGN, uh, I think. God, I don't even know. Uh, but they reached out to me, and they were like, hey, like, w- there was an article in the newspaper uh, of – you know, these hidden gems in the city of Chicago that somebody had wrote and uh, they had mentioned freelance wrestling in it. And they, they emailed me and they were like, Hey, uh, we saw you in this article. Would you like to come on the show and talk about your company? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would. (laughs) So, uh, and that was really cool because that was like my, one of my first uh, experiences on in, in like television, television here in Chicago. and, And it was like in front of a, a live studio audience and you know we had to like get ready in the green room and all this cool stuff so uh but for me it was like you know I I've been in front of a camera before so it wasn't it wasn't nerve-wracking or anything um just another cool thing and and just me me being me I'm like ah like I'm sure no one's gonna see this anyway so I I mean I was just up there and my freelance shirt and some basketball shorts. I had Castro with me, and we just looked like two schlubby bums up on up on the stage. And at the time, we were the freelance tag team champions, so I was like, "Perfect, let's bring the belts and show them off on TV." And you know, we're getting I'm getting interviewed by the by them, and uh, they're talking about how I'm the boss and all this stuff. And then the the dude just totally calls me out <laughs> on television. Uh, he's just like, "Wait a minute." So you're the you're the the boss and and you've made yourself the champion. How does that work? And I'm just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like he he definitely called me out on that. Um, it was pretty. You know, everybody else thought that that was funny as well. They gave me shit for a while, but that was pretty cool. You know, and a lot of different people saw it and. And and to me, like that, that's just like that's just another day, you know. That's just another another thing that I'm that I'm doing. Like it really wasn't to me. It didn't seem like that big of a deal, but to like you know my family and stuff like that, it was really cool. Like my my parents, you know, they saw it and they were like, you know, my sister, she, you know, thought it was the coolest thing ever. Wow, you were on TV, and and I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> so that was really cool. It was another thing I could look back on and, and, and appreciate, you know, this crazy wrestling life that I live. Um, another big debut for me this year, uh, was another one, another company that I'd really been wanting to, uh, to, to go out to was, uh, bar wrestling in LA. And that's, uh, Joey Ryan, his company out, out there. And, you know, it was, it was a really awesome opportunity because, um, we were brought out for championship wrestling from Hollywood again on that Sunday, and the bar wrestling show was that Thursday. So uh, we got to spend ourselves a nice little vacation, a week long vacation in, in LA, and and that was so much fun. Just getting a chance to to spend time with uh, with my friends out there, uh, Dave Marquez, Peter Avalon, Yuma. Uh, and and getting a chance to actually go to uh well not Disney Disneyland but uh 
Cal- uh, California Adventure, I think. D- yeah, Disney's California Adventure. Uh, that was really cool. Um, and I know all those guys were just like, ah, this is like the lame park. But like for me, I was like, this is awesome. Like it was just cool to, to you know, to do something. And, you know, we spent some time at the beach and and uh, explored Hollywood a little bit and and then got to go to the bar show. And that was a lot of fun. You know, the, the crowd, you know, very rowdy and, and jam-packed in this little VFW hall. It was, you know, definitely a, a sweet bucket list uh item for myself and and stevie fierce as well and uh and hopefully hopefully 2019 i can can go back there because that's definitely a spot that i think uh as far as like i was i talked about with super kick just crowds that are looking to just be entertained and they don't care about like have you having the best match out there they just want to be entertained and that's that's definitely another crowd that's like that um another big thing that happened this year um being a part of 350 fest again uh 350 fest is a pretty big festival that they put on uh this there's a uh, brewery out in tinley park illinois uh called 350 brewing and they're very much into the punk rock scene uh and they're very big wrestling fans as well so they last year they had invited us to be a part of it and this year we did it again and they had uh some pretty big bands playing um you know then they would they would do like a band would play and then we would do a match and then the band would play and then we do a match and uh it was it worked out really well because the crowd was huge like it's inside the big tinley park uh convention center and uh you know we had you know hundreds and hundreds of people watching our show and uh and also watching the bands too um and uh you know yeah it was really cool to to be able to perform with um uh with less than jake and and the descendants you know that was pretty surreal and smoking popes uh sincere engineer a good friend of mine uh in that band um and just like you're drinking these awesome beers too like 350 has some great beers and if you're ever in the Chicagoland area and you want to check them out, they're called the 350 Brewery. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it is. I know it's right across the street from the convention center, but it's like it's right off Harlem Avenue. It's a great spot. They have great food there too. So, um, yeah. And then uh, also this year, uh, we started the Freelance Wrestling Academy. Yeah, that was uh, that's something, huh? Uh, it's not something that I ever thought I would be doing anytime soon. Um, it's really cool. Uh, my boss at Pro Wrestling Tees just was just like one day, hey, I bought a ring. And I'm like, whoa, okay, why? And he's just like, I don't know. I just wanted to. So we have this ring at the, at the shop uh, in one of our, in our warehouse. So I was just like, yo, would it be cool if I ran practices here? And he was just like, yeah, that'd be cool. And so we worked out a deal and, you know, we started, we started the, the, uh, the freelance wrestling academy and, you know, with, uh, in my opinion, two of the best wrestlers in the Chicagoland area in Isaiah Velasquez and, uh, Bryce Benjamin, uh, just excellent trainers. And, uh, you know, we have a really good crop of students. Uh, they're all super, super respectful and appreciative of, of what they have there. And, and they're all catching on pretty quick. So who knows? You might be seeing a bunch of them popping up here and there. Uh, 
Um, and as for myself, you know, I, I'm not totally comfortable with being, you know, a quote unquote trainer. Uh, so I just pretty much told them, I was like, listen, I'm just going to be here as like an assistant as, at, at most, you know, like I, if you need help, like with a drill, you know, like you need a test dummy or something, but I might, you know, and I might interject here and there with my, my thoughts and what have you, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not, that's not me yet. You know, I'm still, I'm still learning and, but I'm still willing to pass on the little bit of knowledge that I do have. And, uh, it's very exciting to have this, this opportunity and, you know, I'm very interested to see where it goes in, in 2019. And, uh, we have a lot of things that are a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that I have coming up. So, um, sky's the limit on that one, I guess. Um, and I guess like probably one of the biggest things for me this year, uh, is, uh, I started dating a really pretty lady. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's great. Her name's Nicole. And, uh, she, uh, we're just like, you know, super similar, I guess. There were two peas in a pot. I was trying to think of a different, uh, comparison other than that one. But, uh, no, she's great. She loves wrestling, huge wrestling fan. Uh, she's actually training as well. Uh, and, you know, we have, we do have, we have discussions about wrestling and, and, and I give her advice about certain things that she can do and, you know, how she can help, help her get better and stuff. And, and, you know, like we, we just, we just click on so many levels and it's been really nice. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I guess uh, she's great. Hopefully, I'll have her on the show sometime soon. You can hear her story. Um, and I guess uh, another thing I really wanted to talk about was, was just like remembrance of uh, of some um, certain people. I guess that passed away this this past year. Uh, just people. I guess. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single person, but like just a couple of people off the top of my head that, that, uh, that had a, had a, you know, part of my life, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to say, uh, that just had like, that meant most meant, meant the most to me. Um, uh, let's see what I got here. Um, yeah, this year, Stephen Hawking, he, uh, he passed away at the age of 76, uh, uh, you know, battling with ALS his entire life, uh, just a, a absolutely brilliant physicist. Um, you know, like, and and if you know me, I I just I'm super I'm super fascinated with like science and space and everything. And, and Stephen Hawking was definitely a pioneer of those sorts, um, especially with like his theories on you know, gravitational singularity and, you know, what what's going on inside of a black hole and stuff. So just a, an absolutely brilliant scientist, you know. Uh, hopefully the, the work that he put in, you know, people can build off of and, you know, helps helps us in future for future generations. Um, another person that passed away this year, Matt Guitar Murphy. Uh, he passed away at the age of 88, um, just a really, really great blues music, musician. Um, 
most notably, I guess, at least for me, uh, he was a, one of the characters in the Blues Brothers, which is my favorite movie. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he was one of the, the he was the guitarist in the Blues Brothers band, uh, and he was. Uh, I guess in the movie he was Aretha Franklin's uh, husband, who actually Aretha Franklin also passed away this year uh, at the age of seventy six. So uh, rest in peace to them. Uh, also, uh, Burt Reynolds passed away at the age of eighty two. Uh, just you know, a great actor. You know, had been been involved in some of the best movies. Uh, Deliverance, The Longest Yard, Smoking the Bandits, Boogie Nights, just to name a few. Uh, yeah, like, just, <laughs> I guess an icon of, of, of film and, and television as well. Um, is one of the best mustaches <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace to Burt Reynolds. Um, and I guess probably the most... At least within my circle of friends and 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 people that I you know talk to and such, but uh, Stan Lee died this year, and that was uh, that was a huge huge loss uh, for you know for the comic book world and nerds all all, all alike you know, and uh, you know that was one that that I I feel like we all kind of knew was coming you know he he was ninety five, which is not not young at all and. He, uh, you know, he's he's a, he was a genius. He was a pioneer of 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 comic books, and you know, he was the creator of Spider Man, X Men, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Ant Man, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Daredevil. You know, the the list goes on and on. This guy just created so much that you know. Thanks to him, we have these, you know, incredible Marvel uh, movies, you know, the Avengers movies and all this stuff. So, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to Stan Lee, you know, who uh, <laughs> cameoed in damn near every single. I think he, he was in every single movie, and and I'm not sure if he passed before they could film one for this new Avengers movie. But I do hope that there is a a a, a nod to him. Uh, in this in this film as well, that would be really nice to see uh, one last cameo by by the man himself. Uh, we also had a bunch of bunch of wrestlers passed away this year. Um, you know, specifically uh, Brian Christopher, who was uh, Grandmaster Sexy in in WWE. Uh, that was one that I really liked him. Growing up, uh, him and Scott Juhati and Too Cool, um, they were always a favorite of mine. Uh, he passed away super young, 46. Uh, Nikolai Volkov passed away at the age of 70, former WWE uh, tag team champion, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away at the age of 63. Uh former two-time tag team champion with, uh, with Bret Hart, a uh, member of the Hart Foundation. Uh, Bruno Sammartino passed away at the age of 82. Uh, he was, you know, the first face of the WWE, you know, the living legend. 
Uh, and he held the championship for more than 11 years. Uh, it was like 4,040 days across the two reigns that he had. So a uh, huge, huge, huge star selling out Madison Square Garden, you know, for years. And uh, sad to see him go. Um, Big Van Vader passed away this year at the age of 63. You know, he he was a huge star in, in New Japan and All Japan and WCW. And, you know, he had a short stint in the WWE. Um, and just, like, widely regarded as the as the is one of the best super heavyweights ever. I mean, this guy was huge, but he moved like a cruiserweight. Um, you know, but, and just... Uh, forever will be known for my favorite promo ever. Uh, <laughs> ain't nothing but a big piece of shit. A big fat piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was that was something. But uh, but I love Vader. Vader was great. Uh, rest in peace, Vader. And then uh, yeah, like just a couple weeks ago, actually, uh, the Dynamite Kid passed away at the age of sixty, which is still pretty young. Uh, he was, you know, one half of the British Bulldogs, uh, had some great feuds in the past with Tiger Mask and Bret Hart. And, uh, you know, he's really considered by many to have been one of wrestling's most influential in-ring performers, you know, he, you know, having innovated the level of athleticism involved in, in the art of merging the styles from Britain, Mexico, Canada, Japan, uh, just an incredible, incredible wrestler. Not a, I don't know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but, you know, maybe not one of the best humans, but, um, you know, he inspired so many, so many wrestlers. And, you know, I definitely have watched, you know, a lot of, a lot of Dynamite Kid tape and, uh, you know, he's inspired some of, some of my favorite wrestlers who I guess like it has inspired, you know, myself, but, you know, now that we're nice and down, I guess, talking about <laughs> these people who passed away this year, uh, I did post that out on, on social media, uh, looking for some questions, if anybody wanted me to talk about anything and any topics to, uh, to touch on. So, uh, let's see, here on Facebook, Marco Stojic, uh, he asks... Um, he wants to hear what indie names, uh, that I think are totally unappreciated in terms of both talent and companies. So, um, man, there's just so many guys out there right now that I think are completely underrated. I mean, obviously first one that comes to my mind is Isaiah Velasquez, the freelance wrestling world champion, just an incredible talent. You know, he's, he may be a smaller guy, but he can hang in there with anybody, you know, I think I think that he is criminally underrated, and I think that uh, this guy needs to be signed to a contract this year. Like in twenty nineteen, I think that he needs to be. Uh, I think he needs to be on television somewhere. Uh, I think GPA is another one that's completely underrated. Um, Darren Corbin, Ethan Page. Well, he's definitely getting his due now uh, on Impact. Uh, I think Sammy Guevara is another really underrated guy. Uh, Anthony Henry, James Drake, those guys. Uh, shoot, I'm just shooting off the cusp here. 
Um, yeah, DJ Z, I think, is probably one of the most underrated guys right now in the scene. Uh, I think he should be in WWE, like, tomorrow because I think he is exactly what they would, would want on 205 Live. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> uh, Marco also asks, uh, what do you think is missing from most indie wrestling today? Um, I think storytelling is a big thing that's missing. A lot of companies and and wrestlers are, are more so concerned with uh, having, you know, a quote-unquote banger match or, like, you know, putting, you know, getting a spot that they did to go viral and, and not really, you know, focused on telling a story out in the ring and, and you know, entertaining the fans. Uh, not everyone. There, I mean, there's definitely a lot of people that do. But that I think that's one thing that is missing a, a bit from wrestling today. Um Marco also says, uh, what's your least favorite WWE thing ever? Uh, could be a gimmick, storyline, show, pay-per-view, even a weird business move. Anything they did that pissed you off or you didn't seem or didn't make sense. Um, I mean, nothing that, that's really coming to mind. I mean, I would, I, I guess I could say the whole still going through with the crown jewel show uh even after all this crazy stuff happened because and that's such a that's such a uh, a weird topic because like i get it like that it was a business move and you can't it's sometimes it's hard to just you know def, you know not honor a contract or something but like it's also like real life set in and, and a guy like lost his life from the country that you're going to and you know, sometimes real life take needs to take precedent over wrestling, uh, and I think that that may have been poor decision. But you know, who's who's to say? You know, in the long run. Um, and on Twitter, two heels in a face podcast, good friends over there. Uh, they ask, "What are the twenty nineteen plans for the Freelance Wrestling Academy?" Uh, and when is Zeremy Zaka? Uh, I definitely butchered his last name. I'm so sorry. Going to train to be a manager. <laughs> um, a lot of big plans coming up for 2019. You know, I I have uh, already set for this next week, January 5th. Uh, we're doing a seminar with the Ultimo Dragon. Uh, that's going to be huge. Uh, and, and just tons of seminars that I want to start doing next year. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of... A lot of things going on with that. I, you know, that was one of my big things about, you know, pushing the the school to our, you know, to get students to sign up because, you know, not only are we offering some of the best training in the Chicagoland area, but, you know, we're offering all these connections with pro wrestling tees and, you know, the seminars and stuff that we'll be doing, you know, they get to do them at a discounted price. So, uh, lots of, lots of benefits there, um, that, uh, you know, hopefully more people will take advantage of in the future. Um, and I believe that might be it. I'm going to check really quick to see if I got any more questions. <laughs> hopefully, uh, maybe one or two more. Um, 
da, 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 da. this is very great uh, podcasting uh, lingo. Oh, Rashad Hayes, he asks, if a stranger at a show walked up to you and asked, what makes Marvelous Matt Nix marvelous? How would I answer it? I would say that everything that I do from the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I lay my head down at night to the moment I step through that curtain and the moment I step in the ring, that marvelous is what I am and marvelous is what you see. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think that about wraps it up for me for my, my year in review. You know, overall, I think 2018 was a pretty damn good year. Um, a lot of times people like to talk shit about the year and be like, oh, this year sucked. I can't wait for it to be over. 2018 was pretty good for me. Uh, a, lot of good, a lot of good times. I met a lot of good people, you know, saw a lot of good family. Um, I don't know. 2019 already for me seems like it's going to be great and... I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the future. I'm very positive. That's the most important thing is I, I feel positive. I feel happy. Um, and I think that's, that everybody should. And I think, um, I think if you need to do what makes you happy, and for me, that's wrestling. For me, that's, you know, my girlfriend. That's, you know, this podcast. And you know, whatever else I may venture off into uh, in years to come. But, you know, you just have to keep moving forward. And I think that's, I think that's important. So, whoa. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, if you made it this far. Um, I will hopefully be posting more stuff soon. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter, the Matt Nix, T H E M A T T K N I C K S. Uh, follow the show's Twitter; it's the MK Show uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's a Facebook page. You can find me on there. Just search Matt Nix or the Matt Nix Show. There's a YouTube channel as well, where the uh, I put up video blogs as well. Periodically, I haven't posted one in a while of those, but that's going to change coming up next year again. I know, I know, I know I'm getting behind on everything, but guess what? It's going to be happening. I'm going to be doing it. I promise you. I promise I'm going to not be lazy. I'm going to get off my ass and actually do shit. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. This has been the Matt Nick Show. I'm Matt Nix.
Yeah.